Welcome to the Fox River Podcast. We are a church with a heart for people and the message of Jesus. It is our desire that you'll be drawn closer to God through today's teaching. To access notes from today's message, go to foxriverchristian.org slash message. Thanks for listening. During the final year of Jesus' three-year earthly ministry, he and three of his closest disciples went up Mount Hermon. And when they were there on the Mount of Transfiguration, everything was perfect. God made the Savior shine and glow. Grace allowed those three disciples to see and to know that Jesus was God. You see, faith was easy up there. But down there was the valley. And it was time to go back. Go back to the world that didn't really know him, even though he was living and dying for them. It was time to go back to everything down there that was so out of order. Back to the valley where fear is a very real thing. So they went back down to the valley. I'm Bill. I'm so thankful to be here with you today. I'm so thankful that God has given us this time together. The passage that we're going to spend our time in today is found in Matthew chapter 17. It's also found in Luke chapter 9. But we're going to spend our time in the gospel of Mark, where this story is also found. Mark chapter 9 to be exact. God is about to show us something really important, that in times of fear, our faith can actually grow. Listen, fear can fuel our faith. With that said, let's pray. God, we thank you for today. It's a gift from you. God, for our president, we pray. God, give him wisdom and direction. Father, I pray that you give him a fear of you. God, that he might follow you and do exactly what you have called him and appointed him to do as president. For us, Lord, I pray that we hear from you. I pray that we understand what you're trying to tell us, Lord. And I pray, just like our president, God, that you would help us to follow you. God, help us to live by faith, not by fear. And above all and in all, Lord, be glorified. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, as we start in Mark chapter 9, verse 14 is, a, is, is where we're going to actually start. But as we start in Mark chapter 9, can we just appreciate this one simple truth? Fear is real. And it will mess you up. Now, I'll be honest, during this whole COVID season, there have been times that I, even though God has given me the gift of faith, which means I don't really get shaken or rattled that easily, there's been times during this COVID season, man, that fear has kind of like crept in. One of those times was near the beginning, and we were, Nicole and I were homeschooling our seven-year-old daughter, and it was really, really hard. I mean, hours upon hours. I know I'm preaching to the choir. Some of us are like, yeah, I know exactly what that's like. Okay, but, but man, it took so much time. It was hard to balance, like helping her with school and also getting all the work done that needed to get done. And I was thinking like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Am I gonna lose my job? 
Am I gonna have to quit or maybe I'm gonna even get fired? You know what I'm saying? All right, during COVID, another thing that was happening before this COVID season, but even more pronounced during it, was that a lot of churches are closing their doors. So I'm thinking like, I mean, the fear's creeping out. I'm like, man, is Fox River next? All right, and then another thing, coronavirus could kill me. All right, it's killed a lot of people. It could kill me. But here's where my real fear was. And this still happens a little bit sometimes. Man, what if my kids get sick? And that's, that's a real fear right there. Every mom and dad knows how terrible it is to see your child suffer, whether it's from injury or illness or some type of abuse. Sure, their joy is our joy, right? But when they hurt, listen, your heart hurts and aches and cries with them and for them. And that's exactly when fears upon fears creep in. You wonder, are they okay? Are they going to be okay? Sometimes you wonder this, man, is this my fault? Did I, did I cause this? Is this because of something I did or something I failed to do? And then you start to look up and you say, God, where are you, right? Can you help my child? When Jesus came from Mount Hermon with his three disciples and he returned back down into the valley, he finds his disciples in the middle of a growing crowd and all types of fears are in full swing. Let's see what's going on. Verse 14, here we go. When they came to the other disciples, right, from Mount Hermon down to the valley, when they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and they ran to greet him. Verse 16, what are you arguing with them about? Jesus asked. Now this was one of the only times that Jesus had left his disciples to minister alone. See, normally Jesus was with them. And normally the, the scribes or the teachers of the law, depending on which translation you're reading, right? Normally they were arguing with Jesus, but this time they were arguing with his nine disciples that remained in the valley. And Jesus, when he arrives there, seeing this, this argument or seeing this situation, he asks, what's going on? And no one answers except for one person. Verse 17, a man in the crowd answered, teacher, I brought you my son who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. It foams and he foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. Now let's pause just for a moment and let's imagine what this parent must have been feeling. For years, he has been living in fear, no doubt. Always thinking, is my son okay? Always asking, is my son gonna get better? Will my son be better today? Seeing the looks from, from other people, right? And wondering, what do people think of my son? What do people think of me? What do people think of my family? What's gonna become of my family's name? Because he's my only son. What's our legacy gonna look like? And wait, 
did I somehow cause this? Is this, is this my fault? And God, where are you? Can you help my son if you're there? But then, right, the dad, he, he sees Jesus or, or he hears about Jesus and his followers that they're in the area. Maybe they can help my son. No doubt he's thinking that, right? But Jesus isn't there. And it turns out his disciples were of no use. Now, let's pause for a second again because we got to say something that's really important. For the record, this isn't some disability or medical condition. The boy has been thrown into fires and ovens. This boy has been thrown into water, into wells, into water cisterns. This boy has been thrown by the demon even to the very ground that he was walking on the moment before. This boy's body has been bruised and his bones probably even broken more than a few times from years and years of near constant abuse and torment from this evil spirit. The boy grinds his teeth. He foams at the mouth. He convulses and he becomes rigid as he seizes. This boy can't hear anything and he never says a word. In fact, the only time this boy ever makes a sound is when he's crying out in pain. Make no mistake, this boy doesn't have epilepsy. He doesn't have autism. He's possessed by a demon. And no one can help him. Not even Jesus' disciples can drive out this evil spirit. Why not? Well, we see the answer in verse 19. You unbelieving generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Now, Jesus is speaking to a lot of people here. He's speaking to the scribes, the teachers of the law, all right, the guys who are arguing with his disciples. He's speaking to them. He's speaking to the crowd who is filled, by the way, with, with many, many, many unbelievers. And he's also speaking to his nine disciples that he arrived to that were in the valley the whole time. You see, these nine disciples, they had cast out evil spirits before, all right? In Mark 6, if you want to read about it, right? Jesus sends out the 12, and one of the things he sends them to do is to cast out evil spirits. They're, they're not rookies in this situation. They've done this before. Yet, this time, they fail to help the boy. Why? Here's the answer. When Jesus calls them a faithless or an unbelieving generation, when he's, when he's directing that toward his nine disciples, this is what he means. Whatever they were doing to help heal the boy at that time, they were doing apart from faith in Jesus. You see, when Jesus sent them out and they were on their own before, the kingdom of heaven was always on their mind and it was always on their lips. All right, if you, lead, if you read the parallel account in Matthew chapter 10, verse 7, to be exact, you're going to see that. They were always thinking about the kingdom of heaven and they were always talking about it. They were living minute by minute, taking every step by faith in God. But here, their faith wasn't in God. It was in themselves. 
because they were thinking, man, we've, we've done this before. Here we go again. I know how this works. Listen, where you place your faith and your trust, it matters. If you want to have faith or trust in yourself in certain things, I guess that's okay. If you, if you want to like have faith in yourself or, or trust yourself to tie your shoes, for example, hey, you go for it. I, I think that's going to work out. You're going to be able to tie your shoes. But listen, having faith and trust in yourself, when you do that, you can't walk with Jesus. That's, that's, not, that's not how it's done. Jesus died. He was buried. And on the third day, God raised him from the dead for you so that you could become who he created you to be, his child. He did this for you so that you might do what it is he created you to do, to walk with God himself and to be like Jesus. It was impossible then And it's impossible now for anyone to become God's child, to be like Jesus, or to cast out an evil spirit apart from faith in Jesus Christ. So why did this happen? Jesus allowed it to happen. Jesus allowed his disciples to experience this type of failure so that they might learn, apart from Jesus, they can do Nothing, John 15, verse five. Jesus allowed them to fail in this moment, in the valley, so that they might fear God. Let me explain that for a second. So that they might fear God. Thinking this, if we don't rely upon God again, like, because we failed once, but if we let this happen again, we don't turn to God, if we don't place our faith in him, he might once again withhold his healing hand and his miracles of salvation. You see, this failure was actually a grace from God for them, the disciples, but also for us today. Verse 19, the last bit, Jesus says this, bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? Now, why would Jesus ask a question like that? Didn't Jesus know the answer? Yes, he did know the answer. He didn't ask it because he was trying to gather information and details. Jesus is God. He's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He knew everything before he even got there. So why would he ask the dad that question? Jesus was demonstrating his compassion, and he was showing that he cared. The dad had been carrying around these fears for such a long time. And Jesus, by his grace, was drawing them out. All right, those fears you've been carrying, what are they? Bring them to the surface. Because it was time for the dad to surrender those fears. And consider this. What if the boy wasn't the only one that Jesus intended to heal that day in the valley? Let's finish up verse 21. 
Right? Jesus asked the boy, how long, uh, the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, the father answered. It has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus, Jesus says, if, right? Like, if you can, huh? Listen, the dad, I mean, this is, you, you gotta appreciate the honesty. Just like when you see Peter in scripture sometimes, it's like, man, what are you saying that for, Peter, right? All right, but here, this is kind of one of those moments like, the dad, like, why are you saying if? You're talking to God. Like, why would you say if? Because listen, the dad, he's afraid. He's afraid that Jesus, just like his disciples, just like probably so many before that, he's afraid that Jesus might not be able to help. Yet God had sustained, here's, here's the little flash of brilliance that we see behind the words of Christ here. God had kept this boy alive for years, for this very moment in all of eternity. He sustained his life so that God could be glorified, that, that the people there at that time could be helped and so that we might even be helped today as well. Verse 23 if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. That's what he's saying to the dad. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And this is when the dad realizes and believes that Jesus is God for the first time. Like he, he's getting it now. He's like, oh my goodness. It's, this is God standing in front. I'm down on my knees saying, can you help us, right? But, but this is God right there. And, and he's been completely, listen, listen, this is, this is so important. The dad is being completely honest and transparent. And that is precisely how and when, by faith, the dad receives healing in his soul. The dad has some faith, but he still has a lot of fears, and he still has some areas of unbelief, yet he pleads for help from Jesus. Verse 25, when Jesus saw that the crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and the boy stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, hey, why couldn't we drive it out? Jesus replied, this kind can come out only by prayer. What Jesus meant right there at the very end, this kind can only come out by prayer. Jesus was just reiterating a point that he had made just a few verses earlier. He's saying, listen, apart from faith, apart from prayer, Apart from me, Jesus Christ, Lord, who has become a human being, apart from me, you can do nothing. And he says to us today, apart from him, we can do nothing. Listen, the dad was scared, but his fear carried him to Christ. Let me put it this way. His fear fueled his faith. The disciples that day, they learned a lesson 
in fearing God, and it caused them to seek Jesus like never before, and from that point forward to heal only in his name. Fear of God fueled their faith. If fear gives you an uppercut, look up. When fear brings you to your knees, begin to pray. And when fear comes a-knocking, let it remind you it's time to get to talking to God, to your heavenly Father, the one who hears you, the one who cares for you, the one who supplies your every need. I want to ask you, what do you fear? What's the one fear in your life? Maybe there's a few. I want you to pick one right now. What's the one fear that just continues to come up over and over again? Now, I know this is risky, but let's try something. This is like a practice run, if you will. We're going to do it right now. Listen, listen. But, but we're going to also do it every single time this week that this fear plagues you. When that fear comes, two things. Ready? I want you to say it, and I want you to pray it. With honesty and transparency, just like the father in Mark chapter 9 that we just read about. With honesty and transparency, say what your fear is. Say it out loud. Maybe write it down. Something like that. Tell yourself or tell somebody else even, but, but say it. And then pray it. Pray to God. Ask for his help. He's able to help you. And by the grace of God himself, may your fear begin to fuel your faith in Jesus. He is able to help you, and he is able to deliver you from every one of your fears. Let those fears fuel your faith. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your truth. Thank you for the faith that comes from hearing your word. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. Thank you, Father, for raising Jesus from the dead so that we could be declared righteous in your sight on that day when we do stand before you. Lord Jesus, you came to save us. Thank you that we can bring all of our fear to you. Help us to do that this week and for the rest of our lives to come. And help us to do that by faith. Thank you that we can come to you at any time and in any condition. You'll never turn us away. You'll never refuse us, but you'll always receive us. And that includes any of us, Lord, coming to you today for the very first time. If you believe in Jesus and you're ready to receive him, I want to tell you something. He is ready to receive you now. In fact, he's been looking forward to this day for quite some time. He sustained your life even for this very moment in all of eternity that he might be glorified in it and that you might be helped and saved. For those receiving Jesus today, let's pray these words together. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died for my sin. I believe that you are God, and I believe that you're able to forgive me. I believe that you're able to make me new from the inside out. I'm placing my faith and my trust in you. 
Help me to follow you, Lord. Help me to become more like Jesus every day. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for loving me first. Amen. We hope you were encouraged today. Subscribe to the Fox River Podcast to ensure you don't miss future messages. Stay connected through our social media channels on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And of course, make a difference in the lives of those you know by sharing with them. We are grateful for you and hope you join us again soon.